You're listening to 1590 Afterwards. We're going to talk baseball today. We're going to do a little uh, special. How much do you know about PCL, Spence? Oh, the PCL. Yeah. Just go right ahead. You know, like if it was Jeopardy, I would drop straight to, uh, what is it, the $1,000 question these days, the PCL, Pacific Coast League? Yeah, the Pacific Coast League. Okay. Um, as you probably know, Pacific Coast League is basically now the AAA system in within California, and there are teams outside of California that are in the, trip, in the Pacific Coast League. Uh, Pacific Coast League goes way back, almost as far back as Major League Baseball, Pacific Coast League had night games in Sacramento before um, before Major League Baseball, but actually before any real organized baseball because Sacramento, as you may have heard, gets very hot. So they would want to play the games later in the evening and they didn't want to have to like, you know, call the game at three innings. <laughs> so. And that's an interesting point. I'll take a quick left turn here. We are talking about uh, the A's probably going to Las Vegas. And somebody said, doesn't that mean absolutely a domed stadium? Mm-hmm. What are they going to do in Vegas? So the heat, people forget how much that plays. And even at night, it's not like it cools down to 70. Right. It can still stay very hot. Oh, in the middle of the night, it would be, it's, yeah. I've had a couple trips out there where I couldn't believe how hot it was at night. And because I was raised by a Scottish accountant, I look at a baseball field, domed stadium in Vegas. What would the electricity bill be on that for cooling it down, just to make it nice enough for people to... To hang. Plus I know it's a lot Vegas, of so you have to light up the outside. Yeah, everything's going. Yeah, it's it's a party. Uh, so let's get to the PCL. Okay, so what I kind of put together here, I found it interesting because I'm a, a fan of all things baseball, baseball history and things, right? And um, uh, I wanted to know if you are familiar with some of the oddball names that have gone throughout the years in the, in the PCL. So what I have is some uh, basically some team names, and I want you to tell me, is this or was this a PCL team? And then we'll get into whether or not they're current, if they are indeed a real team. So let's start out with one that should be easy, the Fresno Raisin Eaters. I would say that that would be a perfect mascot and also a perfect name for a team. I'm going with yes. It indeed was a a team in the PCL. Um, How about the Albuquerque Isotopes? Isotopes make sense because all the nukes out there. I'm saying yes to the isotopes. Isotopes are indeed a team in the PCL. What a great name! I'm loving the isotopes. I want that jersey. Yeah, they're, and they're still in the they're still in the PCL currently too. So there, you can actually get tickets to go watch them play if you like. Oh, we my just man. we just got to go to Isotopeville or uh, Albuquerque. Albuquerque. All right, here we go. This is a tough one here. The Sugarland Space Cowboys. I bet you weren't ready for that. To take a line off of Steve Miller's song. Uh, Space Cowboys, that seems too long. I'm going to say no. It is indeed a current team in the PCL. The wow. Sugarland Space Cowboys. I believe Texas Rangers affiliate. Sugarland Space Cowboys. Okay, go. All right, Seattle Trolley Dodgers. Well, that was the Dodgers name back in, uh, in Brooklyn, so I'm going to again say no. You are correct. That is not... A team never was a team. Uh, the Omaha Storm Chasers. Yes, because you have to be there with Helen Hunt. Wasn't she in that movie? Uh, Maybe she oh, was. Oh, that's right. Remember the Storm Chasers. The Storm Chaser movie. Yeah. Yeah, with a flying cow and they're driving. Cow! That was kind of a funny line. <laughs> there was a time where Helen Hunt was in everything. Yeah, and then she got, I heard she was n- not pleasant. 
Yeah, maybe. And a few right. people kind of wrote her out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think so. What do I know, though? She might be a lovely woman. Our lesson of the day is be nice. Be nice, yes. <laughs> All right, how about the Santa Barbara Wind Surge? Wind Surge. Yes, the Santa Barbara Wind Surge. Wind Surge. Now, they have a phenomenon that happens there the the night. Um, it's Santa Ana's that happen at sun, the Sundowners, It's and it can get very hot. So I'm going to say no. You're correct. Look Santa Barbara Wind Surge. Wind Surge is a, another team name. I can't remember what city they, they hail from. Um, the Round Rock Express. The Round Rock Express. I am loving it. It's got to be near a train station. I will say yes. It is indeed, and it's still a current team in the PCL. Uh, the Salt Lake Bees. Why would they be the Bees? I'd say it would be the Sacramento Bees. It sounds like Utah. I say no. Uh, you're incorrect on one. You finally missed one. Huh. The Salt Lake Bees is a team. I think that they've been in the PCL for quite a while, too. Um, Salt Lake Bees is still a team. How about Phoenix Firebirds? Firebirds. It sounds... Um, yeah, it's what's that car? The Trans Am had the bird on the on the uh, on the hood. I'm gonna say the Phoenix. Yeah, because Phoenix is a Firebird. Yes, Phoenix Firebirds was indeed a team in the PCL at one point. Here's a fun one. All right, how about the New Orleans Baby Cakes? Baby Cakes. Hmm. Now, what were those hush puppies? Hush puppies oh, were yeah, very, yeah. So they're good. real good for you too. Yeah. Hush puppies. <laughs> the Baby Cakes. Boy, could they have a? Um, I'm going to say yes because there's a lot of merchandising there. Right. That's you know what it is. It was indeed a team and probably my favorite on the list. Baby cakes. <laughs> New Orleans. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Baby cakes. Now Nolans. Oh, I want to get a bunch of people from New Orleans to say baby cakes. Yeah, and say New Orleans baby cakes. Get Harry Connick. Where are you, Harry? <laughs> All right. How about the El Paso Chihuahuas? Chihuahua. Yes. Indeed, that's still a team right now, currently. Chihuahuas. Maybe Padres affiliate, maybe. Mm. All right, last but not least, remember we're talking about a town in Oregon. Oregon. The Eugene Levies. Portlandia. I hope so, so I'm just going to say yes. (laughs) I know I wish to, but no. (laughs) No, dang it. See, I thought in Bend, you know, it would be great if you had, like, called them the Overs. Yeah. I think that would just be, you know, that that would be a nice prank name. Because this actually happened when the Astros had a team in Florida. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they named the teams after the counties. They were in Kissimmee County. Oh. Come on, Kissimmee Astros. Oh. That's just awesome. So that is perfect. so awesome. It's perfect, yeah. I, but I love a good name of a team. And I think, what what is the um, the Richter scale one? Oh, the Quakes? The Quakes, yeah. yeah. And where do they play? Uh, they're San Bernardino, I think. Epicenter. Yeah. And oh, yeah, the Epicenter. It's beautiful. You know, that's when they bring it in. Now, the only problem that you have in a time like that, like you have the Hurricanes, you know, there's that name's used a lot for teams. When one really happens, yeah. you know, there, there is an issue, right? I would think so. Yeah, that you would say, like, this isn't really the best thing in the world because Quakes, as we know, can be very, very devastating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've kept that name forever, and I like it. Now, who are the guys that run around in banana suits? Uh, those guys, that's the Savannah Bananas. Uh, I believe they're independent, and they're kind of uh, Harlem Globetrottery, but boy, are they entertaining. So good. And I saw an interview with them. It was a YouTube uh, thing where they are playing, and the guy said, we're amazed. We're, we're, they're playing big ballparks now because everybody wants them out there. And what you said about the Globetrotters is totally true. 
And he said, we just can't believe it. So you know this um, is going to get franchised. Yeah. Oh, This yeah. is going to be like, um, and the only thing I can think of is Thunder from Down Under. Uh, but there's not just one troupe. As a matter of fact, I've seen all six of them. Uh, it's just funny when you come up with an idea like this, and it's just so great, they do franchise it out, and these teams will be playing everywhere. It's really good for the ballplayers, too. Uh, I've seen interviews with a couple of the ballplayers who were kind of like at the end of their careers way earlier than they expected and were kind of battling the the kind of depression that comes along with feeling like you have to start over after believing your life was going to go a certain way for so long. And um, that the Savannah Bananas, while at first felt a little bit silly as they got into it and they started to realize that they had these, it's like kind of like a band of misfits and they all kind of had like the, the little different personalities and all of that. And, and they all really kind of found a home and, and uh, found just this really cool victory story so i think there's probably got to be a movie in the works too and if we can stay on baseball might as well we're here on afterwards which is almost 15 minutes and 90 seconds or thereabouts if you look at the the charm of baseball and it's one thing that it has a, hockey has its quirkiness and the toughness and the oddities with the stanley cup but i think baseball more explains and expresses americans and how diverse and weird it is. If you want to see the best documentary ever, it's the Battered Bastards of Baseball. Mm -hmm. And that's the team up in Oregon that Kurt Russell's dad, Bing, uh, bought, and he had them up there. They were called the Mavericks. Right. And so many stories come out of that. It Even if, well, I'm not a baseball fan. I'm not kidding you. It doesn't matter. It is so funny, outrageous, and weird. No other sport has that. Yeah, no, it's really a wild one. And then the fact that baseball kind of bullied them out of Portland because they were too successful, really not making any kind of a threat towards Major League Baseball at all. But for whatever reason, baseball decided to push them on out. A little bit of spoiler alert in here is with Bing, uh, who uh, Bing Russell was actually, you know, they lived in Thousand Oaks, I think, for just about Bing's entire successful life in Hollywood. They were there from the 60s, uh, mid-60s, all the way up, uh, years and years. But he said what really drove him nuts, what really grounded him down, they would get to the playoffs and then a team would come in and they would pull players off the major league team and put them on the, this farm club. And he'd say, come on, guys, you know, these, but it was legal. Right. And he said, you just, because they couldn't lose to the Mavericks. Yeah. They couldn't lose to them. And he just, he would look and shake his head because they came in second a lot. But everybody would load up their teams so they'd beat the Mavericks. But the Mavericks pulled huge crowds. And one of our favorite, I can't call it a snack. Um, what would you call it? One of our favorite indulgences as a kid, yeah. Big League Chew, yeah, big. came out of that group. That's right. The shredded gum. They're sitting there, and one of them said, just like tobacco, what if? And could you imagine that moment where everything lit up and they made a fortune off of that? I remember how cool it was the very first time I ripped one of those open and got to pull out the exact amount of gum I wanted to. It was so cool. I love the big league. Was team. that Jim Bouton? I, it was Jim Bouton. Yeah, he, he came up with it because he was pulled into that team. And, and they brought in, there was one guy, they would drive around, and everybody's in the uh, stadium, and they'd see him driving up in the car. It was a big thing. you know. In the old days now, you're probably too young for bullpen cars. Mm, Do you remember when the car drove? You would be at a ball game. 
Dodger game. And in the old days, it was like a golf cart shaped like a goofy baseball with the Dodger lid on it. The pitchers used to be driven from the bullpen to the pitcher's mound. so great. It was funny. (laughs) Now, a lot of people said, how lazy is that? They didn't realize this was like it was an entrance. Right. It it wasn't because they couldn't do it. Then Mike Marshall, the burly Dodger pitcher from back in the day who actually had a degree in kinesiology, a great bit of trivia there, he was, I ain't taking that, I'm running in. And everybody would applaud him. But now you look back on that and you kind of miss the idea that the pitcher would get out and he would go up on the mound and the thing would drive back to the bullpen. It was so cool. This should still be an option, I think. I, yeah, why not? You know, get an Uber, whatever it is. Just <laughs> let the pitcher take. Do you want to drive or do you want to walk? But those were the beautiful things of baseball that I actually thought made baseball more charming. Yeah. You know, rather than everything having to be a battle. Right. Yeah. Baseball's uh baseball's notorious for having all those little ambiances and every mm-hmm. every little or nuances, I guess. And every park is so different and every experience is so different. That's why you hear people that want to do those tours and they want to hit every ballpark because every everyone it's baseball, but it's a totally different experience. Yeah. How many other fields are, you know, hockey rinks are one size, basketball are one size, you know, obviously football is one size, but baseball does have that that park. And compare Wrigley to Dodger Stadium, nothing. Compare Boston with that green monster. Right. And that's, that's the charm. The other thing that was great about baseball in the early days, and you might have some of this, and I wish I would have kept them, but when you were a kid, when I was a kid, baseball bat night they mm. gave you a baseball bat mm-hmm. they handed you a 29 you know that was about the weight that kids were swinging that would be little leaguers they actually gave you a swingable official bat and there would be 10,000 people in the stands with a baseball bat i had a rick reichart and my brother had a jim fragosi baseball bat from wow. the angels how cool is that and they're somewhere else now <laughs> and that that's what they used to do you know ball night Did you ever hear about the incident, Dodger Stadium, when they had baseball night? And they actually handed you a baseball? I can only imagine because those are projectiles. Bad call on the field. One guy did it. Next thing you know, they actually forfeited the game. Oh. And this was 20 years ago. Wow. Yeah. And a guy here, Dean, was at the game, one of our sales guys. They actually, they didn't postpone they forfeited the game because people wouldn't stop throwing the baseballs onto the field. So now you go there and you get a coupon. Yeah. Eh, come on. That's you fair. Know, it, but it used to be fun with all this stuff. And I think baseball is really the originator of that kind of entertainment, that kind of fun. Yeah, they originated the bobblehead. I think the Willie Mays might have been the first bobblehead. Those, those kind of giveaway nights are so cool. And they really uh, they change them up a lot. And in the old days... When we used to buy our tickets, it was always, look at the night, look at the night. Yeah, we can go to hat night, or hey, we can go to this. And they started uh, doing, you know, a lot of shirts became a big, did they ever do those other, you, you know, um, the collectibles, the, the little head figure thing. It's not a bobblehead, it's a, uh, it's, um, and I know you had a the, table of them. The at, Funko? Yeah, the Funko. Oh. I think baseball started doing a little Funko. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I haven't been to a ball game in a while. For a while, same with me. <laughs> I miss my baseball, but that's the way it goes. Guess what time it is? Is it 15.90 afterwards? We're done just about here, so I want to close out with your show, Talking Baseball. we got to talk collectibles. Yeah, October 1st, we're going to be back at the Ventura Fairgrounds for the Seaside Collectors Expo. It's going to be a blast. Those tables are now available, so uh, check in with uh, VenturaExpo.com. It seems so far away, but this goes right into Mr. October. You're going to have some signers, uh, 
won't say who yet, but the first one went off really nicely. So, you know, this one, this will be the time where you're going to have to start looking for the bigger room. Yeah, this is going to be the one to test and make sure that moving to the bigger room is the right move. It feels like we should move now, but I think we're going to we're going to go one more run in here and I it will still be able to get everybody in. Everybody will still be able to to do what they want to do and then, you know, hopefully as it goes, grow bigger. Have some fun, bring your family, bring your friends. It is going to be a blast. How do we get in touch with you for that? Uh, go to uh, VenturaExpo.com. There's phone numbers and emails and all that good stuff. You can catch me there. So thank you for listening to 1590 Afterwards.